0: Pop culture footnotes: the podcast that keeps you in the loop on all things pop culture, so you can talk about it with your friends. I'm Courtney. I'm Shannon. And back again by popular demand, Ooh, Andrew.
1: Hello, popular demand.
0: <laughs> um, Andrew's here to help us talk about his all-time favorite Christmas movie, The
2: Nutcracker.
0: I
1: am very much down. <laughs> Wait a, if a that's minute. The <laughs> case. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. <laughs>
2: What is your all-time favorite Christmas movie?
1: We just talked about it, actually. It's, oh, it's Wonderful it? Life. Okay. Yeah.
0: So we're recording this Moscow. on the same day as our last episode, <laughs> which is why Andrew and I are both still sick. <laughs> um, but yeah, cool. So before we get into the Nutcracker, though, let's talk about Meaning of the Week. So Andrew, what have you been reading or watching or listening to? I
1: finally, and I'm so mad at myself that I, it took me this long, <clears throat> finally started watching season two of MST3K, Yes. Uh, the Return, which is called The Gauntlet this year. Mm-hmm. And they did very popular 90s movie, Mac and Me. Um,
0: <laughs> was it a 90s movie? Do I know what it's Absolutely. That is? I thought it was
1: like an 80s movie. movie. Oh, maybe it was 80s. But it's a, it's an E.T. It's rip-off. Awful. It's an E.T. rip-off, but it was very oh. popular because it had like oh. McDonald's behind it. and <laughs> That's
0: like, a, right. It was a, like sponsored by
1: McDonald's. It was like sponsored by <laughs> McDonald's, essentially. And like...
0: They have a that birthday party horrifying. at McDonald's. It is horrifying. Oh no, it's, it's, yeah, it's alien.
1: pretty, it's pretty rough.
0: It, in it, like they go to a birthday party that's at McDonald's and like Ronald McDonald's is there. I was like, they're having a birthday party at McDonald's? What the heck is wrong with people? And then I was like, oh wait, no. I remember this from the early 90s. Like people would sometimes have birthday parties at oh, that, McDonald's. Yeah. I had, I had that one, had a, a friend, a friend yeah. of mine
1: threw one at McDonald's mm-hmm. um, that I went to. Um, but yeah, like, so I hadn't seen Mac and Me before this, um, so this is my first exposure to that, um, but the MST3K is fantastic, that whole cast is, uh, is, is top notch. Mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to this season, I haven't had a chance, I've only, I've only seen the one episode so far, uh, but it's, it was really very good, um, I, I highly encourage it. Thanks. Uh, a super attractive 80s girl with, like, the crazy hair Named Courtney. Oh, is her name Courtney? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm so here for her. She was awesome. And she's way better than that brother. That brother's a freaking He has a type. Uh, yeah.
0: Brunette's named Courtney, yeah. <laughs> That's very did ever specific. A, did, you, did, you,
1: did you ever work at a McDonald's and have fringe that was like two feet long? And, like, I mean, up? I did
0: have fringe that was two feet long. I never
1: worked at McDonald's, though. Oh, okay. I got two out of three, I guess.
2: Divorce, I guess. <laughs>
0: Um, <laughs> Shannon what have you been reading or watching or listening to yeah
2: um, I've been catching up on a lot of movies because I want to get ahead for Oscar stuff um, I s- finally saw wreck Ralph 2 nice um, I'll probably have a place called Slaughter Race my head for a while That's my favorite part um, I saw the favorite um, I'm sure we'll talk about a lot of these things when we do like Oscar episodes um, that was, was good but not for the faint of heart right mm-hmm. um, Roma came out on uh, Netflix. By the time we release this, I will have seen it and probably be like singing its praises. Um, and then I saw this film um, called Burning. It's a Korean film that um, has Steven Yeun <clears throat> in it, whose people will know as Glenn from The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Um, I It was so good, and I feel like that's the one no one's going to go and see, but it's kind of this slow burn thriller about um, this guy who, he's kind of sad and lonely and reconnects with this girl he used to know and um kind of like falls for her and has a thing for her at based on like very little encounters with her. Um and then she ends up kind of dating Stephen Yoon and then he's jealous and um Stephen Yoon's character has secrets and I won't get into it beyond Ooh, that. Secrets. But Ooh. um it's it's really fascinating. Um nice. and slow but
1: like worth it we so. uh, we recently did when do I say we I mean Scott and I uh, we did an episode that's <laughs> going to be coming out right before New Year's uh, where we did Dreamcast and we recast uh, the X-Men of the Fantastic Four and we mm-hmm. cast Steven Yeun in a very pivotal role so tune into that one when it comes out so I'm not going to spoil it uh, yeah, oh, I'll, I'll tell you, us. I'll you guys off the air but I'm not going to spoil it how about okay. you just
0: tell us now and we will <laughs> cut it
1: out yeah I don't trust you <laughs>
2: I probably wouldn't trust. <laughs> All right, let <laughs> <the head>. What? <laughs> but you should tell us anyway, sorry, our listeners. <laughs> we can move past Yeah, this. and then
0: it's a preview, and you don't even have to tell them about the best casting choice that you made. That's yeah.
1: true, that's true. Just so, I wasn't allowed to make the best one, but anyway. Uh, we cast mm-hmm. him as Dr. Doom.
2: Dr. Doom. Oh, he's really good. And in this one, I'll say that he, he might... Be kind of villainous or <clears throat> bad in this <clears throat> film that you don't know, and so yeah, I could see him playing mm-hmm. Doom bad. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, so for me, I'm gonna talk about how we've been watching
0: Minecraft story mode on Netflix. Have you seen that? I at talked all? about
1: this last time I was on your show. Yeah. That when episode you...
0: hasn't come out yet. <laughs> <laughs> you well now don't be like.
1: Like covered. Oh, that's true.
2: This is gonna come out before
0: that.
3: Yeah! <laughs>
2: Yep.
1: Apologies to future me, <laughs> I guess.
2: Courtney's about to steal your
0: thunder. I can't <laughs> believe it. Andrew. Can't. Past I don't know.
1: Ah, geez. Yeah,
0: Minecraft Story Mode is pretty cool. Um, but yeah, basically it's like a choose your own adventure type thing. <laughs> It's pretty cool. I will also talk about something else. Hold your... Hold, hold your. I was going to say, you just
2: made me watch Billy on the Street with Lin-Manuel Miranda. You I did, just yeah. just tell to watch that.
0: You should watch that. It's great. <laughs> it's delightful. Everything with Lin-Manuel is delightful. Um, I will also say, speaking of Lin-Manuel Miranda, that as of this airing, we will have seen um, Mary Poppins Returns, which I assume is great. <laughs>
2: Because the reviews for it have been really positive. Yeah, like so. really
0: glowing, and they're already nominated for, like, mm-hmm. Golden Globes and stuff. So, yeah, I'm sure it's going to yep. be amazing. I'm really excited about it. Um, cool. So, let's talk about the Nutcracker. So, let's do first exposures. Andrew, what was your first exposure to the Nutcracker?
1: Uh, so, there's a... Oh, wait,
0: hang on. Sorry. Before before we get into this, <laughs> I do want to explain a little bit about what the Nutcracker is. Um, so... How most people know it is, it's a ballet by Shikovsky. Um and so it has like dance of the sugar plum fairies. The anyway, <laughs> um, and it's also got the uh, what is it? What is the official name of it? The candy cane one. I was going to say like *Home Alone*. <laughs> what I always think
2: of.
0: <laughs> yep. Um, anyway, so it is music slash ballet. Slash, a story. story. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Andrew, what was your first exposure?
1: So there's a ballet company in Arizona where I grew up uh, that performed it, and my family bought tickets for it like every year uh, because a lot of a lot of people in our neighborhood were in it. Uh, my high, my elementary school principal always played the uh, mother Ginger, mm-hmm. and he really hammed it up. When he was <laughs> up there on those stilts, and it was just because his. I think like a bunch of students from his school were in the were in the ballet uh, program. For, what what do, what do you call a ballet company? Company. I was gonna say fold or heckle, but that's. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but he he was and it was always really fun to see him uh, playing Mother Ginger and really hamming it up because he'd have the big have the the kids kind of come out of his dress and he's like Ooh. <laughs> uh, yeah and then yeah that that's that's where I, I've seen it from there when they had Christmas ornaments that they sold that were nutcrackers that uh, I had from when I was like five until it broke when I was like sixteen or something mm-hmm. like that so. Nice. I still have the broken pieces in case I ever get the wild urge to fix it, which I won't. Nice. Shannon, how
2: about you? Yeah, um... So, two things. Um, I, I've never actually seen the ballet, um, and so my exposure to it first, there is, remember when we, when VHS tapes <laughs> were existed, they don't yes. really anymore, but um, you would have all the previews before that you couldn't easily skip over, so it was probably like Swan Princess or something I watched a lot, uh-huh. there was a preview for the George uh, Valentine version mm-hmm. with Macaulay Culkin in it as the Nutcracker yeah. that always. Played So I remember seeing that a lot, and that's on Netflix, and I actually watched it before yeah, this. so did we. Um, but then the other one that I, I watched again before this, because I had forgotten, it was like such a weird throwback. Um, So there's an animated uh, movie called The Nutcracker Prince. Have mm-hmm. either of you seen this?
0: I've heard um, of it. Maybe.
2: So it's Which a lot... So it's a lot closer to the the story that we'll talk about, but um, it's Kiefer Sutherland is the Nutcracker, um, and Megan Follows is Clara. She she plays that Anne and the Anagram that the Evernoteables. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, it's I I watched it again. It's on YouTube. It's pretty short. It's only like an hour and ten minutes, but. Um, yeah, I remember being really terrified of the Mouse King as a kid. So <laughs> I had, like, glimpses up in my head, and when I watched it, everything just kept flooding back. Thanks. They put words to the... Oh, you know the... I don't know what the piece would be called, but in the Nutcracker, they have the... Da, 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 oh, yeah. That's, um, uh, that's
3: um, the, the Sugarfum sugar Fairy. Yeah. Is that it? Yeah.
2: Um, in this Wait, movie, no, they put...
0: No, words. that's... Sorry, that's the... Uh, <laughs> Oh, it's not Sugar Plum Fairy. I think it's Dew Drop.
2: Do you anyway, anyway, in this movie, they put words to that. So whenever I've heard that, I've kind of sang words along to it. And I mm. didn't know why. And it's because of this
3: movie. <laughs> so anyway. Awesome.
2: Yeah. Waltz of the
0: Flowers. That's what it is. There you go. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um. So for me... Uh, my first exposure, I think that I had heard the music before. I must have. It was probably, like... It's everywhere. Oh, you know what? I think I remember. I think in, um... It was a Disney animated movie. But they had, um... Basically, like, excerpts from The Nutcracker that they animated. So there was one that was, like, a bunch of snowflakes dancing with each other. And then there was one that was, um... Like, flowers dancing with, like, a mushroom... It's fantasia. What, fantasia? Isn't it? it might have been Fantasia. And yeah, then there was fantasia. the gold the sexy goldfish that did the It's Fantasia. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I'd heard the music before. Sexy goldfish. Sexy goldfish. I don't know how else to describe it, but it is. Um, uh,
1: Adoring alluring um, goldfish.
0: That's clearly supposed to be
1: seductive sexy. goldfish.
0: <laughs> These are not better. <laughs> anyway. I think alluring
1: is a little bit better.
0: Oh boy. Anyway. Um but yeah, so I'd heard the music before, and then my mom actually bought the VHS for George Valentine's. Uh, it's the New York City ballet company yeah. um, with Macaulay Culkin and Kevin Klein as a narrator. Um, so we actually bought that, and we watched it all the time. And then around the same time, I started getting into ballet, which I think is why my mom bought it. Um, and I was part of a company where we actually performed The Nutcracker every year for Christmas. So I was... I was never Clara. It was always my friend, Alyssa Skousen, who was Clara. Every single blasted angry
1: about that at all. If you're listening, (laughs) Alyssa,
3: know that she remembers.
1: She was
0: very talented. She was very talented, but it was just kind of like you got to do it last year and the year before and the year before, and you're getting too old for this.
2: Anyway.
0: It's me,
1: Clara. I'm here to get my nutcracker.
2: I feel like that's not a part that...
1: Does it much? requires <laughs> as much
2: dancing as anything
0: else. Right? Um, so the way uh-huh. that it and, has some, and that's the thing is that every ballet company does different interpretations, right? So with ours, um, it was a little, it was a little weird because the Nutcracker was played by like, like an eighteen-year-old dude, and she's like a ten-year-old <laughs> girl, right? Um, well, but they well, had it, they had it so that one world. of the, <laughs> one of the like pas de deux dances, which is like a couples dance mm-hmm. was Clara and the Nutcracker mm. um so it was like slightly different interpretations but she had a lot of dancing um what were you but yeah doing? so I was a party guest usually in the first act um like one of the children um one year we didn't have any boys who were our age and my the teacher was like we need boys to be in this they don't have to have that da- dance experience and I was like my brother is kind of like a monster, kind of like the brother. So I mean, <laughs> he could be in this.
1: Um, monster. <laughs> so she, some toys. we had to like,
0: I had to drag my brother Stupid along to it. these things. <laughs> my mom and I were like, Cameron's gonna be in this. He did not want to be in it. <laughs> what um,
1: boy doesn't want to put on tights <laughs> in mom's He didn't have <laughs> to
0: put on tights. He wore pants. <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah. So um, yeah, I was a party guest in the first act. Um, one year I was an angel. I was usually one of the mother ginger children. Um, there weren't a whole lot of parts for kids, right. which is, which was strange yeah. considering that most of the company was like most of the studio she was kids. kids. But yeah. it's fine. Um, anyway, so yeah, that was my first exposure. So let's talk about the Nutcracker. Um, yeah. So, like we said, it is a story which came before the ballet. So Shannon's gonna go over. A story for us before we talk about the ballet.
2: Yeah. Um, so like I said, the ballet kind of differs from the original story a little bit. If you want something that's closer to the original, the Nutcracker Prince is like a kid kind of version of this. Um, so the story was written in 1816 by E.T.A. Hoffman. Um, so it's the Nutcracker and the Mouse King. Um, so the beginning is pretty similar. We have um, it's actually originally Marie is the Girl, not that's Clara. the original because okay.
1: that's the name of the George Mallon. And some versions, yeah. And I'm like, I thought it was Marais. Clara,
2: yeah. So they kind of switched that off. Oh, um, okay. and then her brother Fritz, um, stall bomb. So we have this family.
3: So that's they are having,
1: German. Um, like, yes, because we were because Tchaikovsky was, was Russian, but all the names in there because we were discussing that the other night, all yeah. the names are. Uh, German names. But yeah. Like, but Tchaikovsky was Russian, so okay.
2: Kaufman's German.
1: <laughs> yes, and Druselmeier, was very German.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, so they're having this Christmas party with their family, and um, their godfather, Druselmeier, um, comes in. Um, he's got. He it, the kids are thinking um, well he's this inventor um, and he makes clocks and so they're really excited about what they're gonna bring him as a, or what he's gonna bring them as a gift. Um, he brings them this clockwork castle that has all these like mechanical people in it and it's really cool. But the kids are um, kind of easily tired of it because the characters just kind of like come in and out and do the same thing uh, because it's mechanical. Um, and then they also so. kids never change yeah (laughs) um and then they also get this nutcracker um which of course fritz like immediately breaks trying to put something in there other than a nut that he shouldn't be broken with it so he breaks the nutcracker and marie was very excited about it but um yeah now it's broken that's upsetting um so and dosselmeyer uh drosselmeyer um like says that he'll fix it um so then i guess later that evening so the kids go to bed um they put their gifts away um but marie wants to stay with the nutcracker and um so she's down with the nutcracker and their grandfather clock chimes um and marie sees drosselmeyer sitting on top of it um and mice uh, begin to come out from beneath the floorboards which sounds really creepy um <laughs> And including a Mouse King, which in the original version is a seven-headed Mouse King. Um, in the ballet, that was true, too, in the yeah. Valentine one. that um, It has seven heads, so that has kind of stayed in some productions. Um, then you have the Nutcracker that comes to life and kind of leads all of uh, Marie's like dolls in the toy cabinet into battle against all of these mints. Here comes the general. Yeah comes a general um so yeah all the toys are fighting and then you've got um it looks like the mice might win and so marie throws a slipper at the mouse king um which distracts him long enough for the nutcracker to like come in and kill the mouse king um but she um marie in this version uh faints into the toy cabinet so like busts her head on the door um and so the family um like finds her there and brings her back up to bed in the morning and she's trying to tell him oh there were all of these mice that came into the room and all the toys came to life and they were fighting the mice you know crazy and of course the family doesn't really believe her and leaves her in bed um on christmas day like well you hit your head really hard i think you need to stay down you're sick um so, Drosselmeyer comes up to her and decides to tell her, like, a story about how the Nutcracker came to be um, since she's laying there sick in bed. And this is the part that I guess the ballet doesn't really go into that I find interesting.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so, <clears throat> there was a mouse queen, um, and Drosselmeyer, like, worked for a king in this kingdom that isn't really defined, but... Um, and he was, like, the court inventor for this kingdom. Um, and there is a king and a queen and a princess. Pearly Pat is their daughter's name. Um, and it's the king's... I The queen is preparing something for the king's dinner. Um, and the Mouse Queen comes in and wants, tricks the queen into letting... Um, it says in the original story, it's... Um, she wants all her and her mouse children to, like, eat this lard that is supposed to go into the king's dinner, um, which sounds really gross. (laughs) Um, in the animated version, they're making them a blue cheesecake, so it's a cake but made of, like, actual cheese, Mm. which sounds really gross. Um, but anyway, so... The mice eat up, you know, what is supposed to be the king's dinner, and so the king gets really mad, um, and so goes to um to get him to invent traps to trap the mouse queen and her children. Um, and he does capture a lot of the mice, and so the ma- but not the mouse queen. Um, she gets angry and swears revenge, and so she um, uses her magic on Princess Pearly. <laughs> weirdest, weirdest name, um, and he turned, or the queen turns her ugly, um, and so she essentially looks like a nutcracker, like she mm-hmm. grows bigger teeth, grows a beard, um, and so the king blames Drosselmeyer for that, for, like, not capturing all of the mice and letting this happen, and so he leaves it to him to figure out how to cure the princess, and what Drosselmeyer finds out is that she needs to eat a Krakatook nut, um, So it's this very specific type of nut to cure her. The nut... Sounds like crack a tooth. Yes. I think that's the point. (laughs) Um, It needs to be cracked and handed to her by a man who has never been shaved nor worn boots since birth who must without opening his eyes hand her the kernel and take seven steps backward without stumbling. Which is very specific to cure her of her you, ugliness. You know
1: something? I don't know why the ballet doesn't have that. This is very easy to to, like, to show a dance. It would be extremely yes. easy to show all of this stuff via dance. Yes.
3: <laughs>
2: Um, So anyway, the kingdom is trying to find a man with these very specific requirements, and it doesn't happen for a long time. The king promises Pearly uh, Pat's hand to whoever can crack this nut for her, essentially. Um, And so, of course, you have all of these, um, like, other um, princes and things who come in to try to solve it. Um, At least in the cartoon, then they show... um, So they're all trying to crack the nut with their teeth, and they keep breaking their teeth. So hence the mm. crack-a-tooth nut. Um, but it ends up being Drosselmeyer's nephew who um is able to crack open the nut. He hands it to the princess, but as he's like taking the steps backward, he ends up stepping on the Mouse Queen, which kills her, but also send like reverts the curse to him. So now he turns into a nutcracker, essentially. Um and the princess says, Well, I'm I won't, you know, uh live up to the promise and marry him, because now he's ugly and um she's the worst. (laughs) <laughs> um but anyway then one of the children then of the mouse queen is now the mouse king and swears revenge on the nutcracker for doing this and killing his mother so that's kind of where that whole story comes in um good gravy i know <laughs> um i guess at this point sorry the mouse king hasn't died Murray just threw so that, that a was, shoe was
1: that a prequel to like the whole fight with the nutcracker
2: yeah or there's this... two fights so there's a Fight with them before they throw the shoe, but it all. Anyway, there's a second fight then later on where the Mouse King um, is back to kill the yeah. Nutcracker and Marie hand. Um, he's trying to say, Oh, you, you know, you have to hand over the dolls or else I'm going to turn them into splinters or whatever. Um, but again, like the Nutcracker kills the Mouse King. Um, he, so like a real
1: Inigo Montoya thing going on, right? Like, yeah. You <laughs> killed my mother. You kill my, mother, you kill my Mouse
2: Queen. Prepare to die. Um, then he takes, so there was that castle at the beginning, the Drosselmeyer made, um, that like is the kingdom of the dolls. And so, um, the Nutcracker and Marie go into this palace. Um, Marie's chotes in love with the Nutcracker, which is weird. Um, and she says, oh, I would, I would never be like that princess. I would love him no matter what he looks like. Um, and her love for him, like, broke the curse, and so... Which is good,
1: because adult Macaulay Culkin's kind of rough.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and so at the end of the story, the nephew, with, like, comes into town, and... Um, he asks Marie to marry him, even though in the story, she's like really young. So I don't know, like hopefully in the original, (laughs) she was a little bit older. Um, and he takes her away to the doll kingdom and they live happily ever after essentially. Hmm. So you have that story, um, which parts of it were pretty bleak. Um, so what happened was, uh, Alexander Dumas, who wrote, you know, Three Musketeers and, um, Count kind of Monte Cristo. No, no, is... Hugo. That's uh, right. right.
1: And um, uh, Mind of the Iron Mask, that's him as well. That's
2: right, yeah. Oh, yep, that's that good. One. Anyway, um, so he actually adapted the this Hoffman story to make it a little bit lighter. Um, it's pretty similar, but that's what was then adapted into the ballet. The ballet. Okay, interesting. So Cool, so yep. we're going to talk about the ballet a little bit.
0: So, um, ballet was written by Tchaikovsky, like we said. Um, I think it premiered in 1892. Um, I believe in Moscow, right? Moscow Ballet. I believe so. I'm gonna look it up really quick. Premier of the <laughs> Nutcracker. I mean,
1: Tchaikovsky was kind of all over the place at this point. He was really, he was really very famous. He could have pre- premiered it pretty much anywhere, but I do believe that it was uh, for the Russian <coughs> Ballet Company first.
0: I mean, he mostly wrote for the Russian Ballet Company. Uh, yeah, Russian music. Uh, first played for the Russian Musical Society. Ballet was first performed in 1892 at the Marinsky Theater in St. Petersburg, so not Moscow. Um, so yeah, um, basically this, this ballet, um, it, I mean, it follows the beginning of that story pretty closely, right. but then the difference is that um, there's only one fight with the Mouse King. Nutcracker kills him and then takes Marie to this magical or Clara kingdom in a lot of um, them right. switches. <laughs> but yeah. but yeah, um, but yeah so it takes her to this magical kingdom of delights basically. So the sugar plum fairy is basically like the ruler over this land and there are all of these different um, it's like it's like all of these different foods that are embodied in people. Which just sounds weird. Like but, sweets
2: um, from different countries, right? Yeah,
0: so there's uh, there's let's see here. Uh, so first we have the Waltz of the Snowflakes, and then the Sugar Plum Fairy, and then we have Hot Chocolate, which is from Spain, um, Arabian Coffee, Chinese Tea, and then we have the Candy Canes, we have Marzipan, Mother Ginger, and her Children, um, and then we have the Waltz of the Flowers, and then the Sugar Plum Fairy and her, um,
1: Cavalier, Cavalier
0: have a pas de deux, which is, again, duet, dance, and then the finale.
1: So, fun fact about the Sugar Plum Fairy and the Cavalier.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Uh, Tchaikovsky had a bet with somebody that he couldn't make, like he couldn't base uh, a movement of music around an octave, just uh, just an octave being played. Uh, and so then Tchaikovsky said, "Doesn't matter if it's going up or down." He says, "No." And so he wrote that piece just as an octave. So it starts right. da, da 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 da, and it's all just one octave, like that's the <laughs> mm-hmm. main part of the piece.
0: Yeah. So, and for, for our listeners who don't know what an octave is, basically on the musical scale there are five, five, no, seven notes.
1: Well, seven. There yeah. are seven. So an
0: octave is um, basically from like C to a higher C would be one octave. So it's eight notes essentially. C, D, E, F, G, A, B, C. That would be an octave. Um, <clears throat> cool. So what we're going to do now is I'm going to play a couple of the most famous pieces for you. Um, so we're actually going to start with the overture, um, which actually gets a lot of, like, it gets played a lot, surprisingly.
1: Well, these songs are all public domain <coughs> at this point. Yeah. And so around Christmas time when you get, like, parodies of stuff, <laughs> this is what's used a okay. lot because it's public domain so they don't have to pay royalties they, put, they show up a lot in Hallmark Christmas stories because they because it's, but it's okay. like it's it's so reminiscent of Christmas and everybody knows to associate this with Christmas, right? But they don't have to pay royalties to get Jingle Bell Rock, yeah. So, <laughs> like.
0: that's true, and like the overture, like for me, I'm always surprised by how much the overture gets used since it is just the overture. But um, like you said, it's all about kind of when people hear it, they know that they're about to see something Christmassy, like the Nutcracker, right? Um, Sorry, I'm gonna to have to cut this out because I accidentally unplugged Alexa.
1: Okay, well, I'm gonna blow my nose in that bottle. Come
3: back, Alexa!
1: There's actually an entire Simpsons episode that makes fun of that. They're like, okay. Homer's like, why do I keep hearing this music everywhere? Like, well, it's public domain, so it's <laughs> <laughs> and so then they do a whole they do a whole segment of a Christmas episode that's mm-hmm. nutcracker songs that they put lyrics to because they don't have to pay anybody. Okay. So here is the overture. Please
0: We'll stop it there. Um, one thing that I can say for sure that that is in is in uh, Home Alone. Right? It's in Eloise at Christmas. Too. Oh, yeah. It is in Eloise at Christmas time. Yeah. Right. Um, <clears throat> Any others that we can think of?
1: There's one. I can I can see the music <laughs> happening because it does <entimes> that, and then it transitions into da, 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 da. Da, James,
0: go back to your room. It's okay. We're gonna keep, we're gonna move on. <laughs> okay, so
1: oh, Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street.
0: Oh yeah, you're right. Cool. So from there, we're gonna actually skip ahead quite a bit. Um, pretty much all the first act is like. Oh pretty much all of the first act is just. Uh, like you know it's it's nice music but nothing that really stands out We're
2: although most... I do like that because um, <clears throat> during the party don't they have the you are you are right okay we are going to have to I play do. that I remember like doing playing that in elementary <laughs> school
3: because yeah. it's
2: such a like rhythmic beat that kids can follow easier
0: I'm trying to figure out which one that is I think it might be March let's see here
3: yep here we go
0: All right, we'll stop it there. Um, yes, there's March. But yeah, so let's go ahead and skip forward though. We're gonna go to, um, I think, Waltz of the Snowflakes. We'll do that one first. Here we go. Nope, that is not the one yeah, I was that's thinking of. One is, Yeah, <laughs> that's not the one, yeah. But that's Waltz of the Snowflakes. Okay. We're going to go to just sugar the sh- dance of the sugar plum fairy. Here we go. favorite use of that
3: song?
0: Yes. Let me see if it'll work.
2: <laughs> this is Tetris. Oh, <laughs> and I played a lot of Tetris on NES <laughs> as a child. <laughs> anyway, it's got that kind of synth <laughs> version of it. Nice.
0: <laughs> yeah, dance or what, uh, what what is it's just called Sugar Plum Fairy. But um yeah, that's used a lot. Oh yeah, especially around Christmas. <laughs> Um, cool. All right. So I don't want to play hot chocolate because that one's not used all that often, but I will play a little bit of coffee here. Here we go.
1: There. <coughs> that was my favorite.
0: I really like it, and I was always super, super like when when I was in my company. Like, I was like, when I grow up, that is the one I want to be. Because it was a solo dance, for one thing. It's not a group, like a lot of them. Um, and I don't know, Coffee is like definitely uh, the most alluring of the songs. Like, because Andrew doesn't like the word sexy. It is
1: sexy. You <laughs> could use sexy goldfish. It was fine. I was just trying to, like, <laughs> I just don't hear the word "sexy" used with goldfish a whole bunch. Um,
0: usually... I also really liked oh, how
2: goldfish and Pinocchio too. Yeah, Dude, I think
1: it's the same goldfish. it's weird. It's the same. It's the same goldfish, isn't it? Isn't it the same? Yeah, sexy I think goldfish? it is supposed to be
0: the same goldfish. Um, but yeah, So, um, <laughs> in fact, I think that they recycled animation from Pinocchio for probably. Originally. But um, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, like, and in the in the George Valentine version, um, she's got finger symbols. So she like yeah. flicks her little fingers together and they go ding. And I'm like that is so cool. I want to do that. <laughs> um, Figure
1: symbols. Yeah,
0: she's got a pretty cool dance too. So yeah, um, let's also play a little bit of tea.
3: Here we oh, go. Yeah.
0: idea <laughs> um, yeah so tea is is used a lot too um, probably not as frequently as like dance of the sugar plum fairies for sure but yeah it, it pops up um, now candy cane is also it's one of those songs from this ballet that just gets played to death so we're gonna play that here <laughs> gonna cut it off there because uh, you get the idea but yeah that's like the the one that they play in all the movies to show like
3: things are crazy around
0: yeah, the holidays <laughs> um I actually really like this piece in the ballet because it's usually a male lead um for this piece and like male ballet dancers are just like Specimens of athleticism, <laughs> like they
1: just. closer down every time we oh watch Oh my gosh!
3: It. <laughs> it's not like that.
1: Oh my gosh! It's like that a little bit.
0: But like they just jump so high and just like mm-hmm. the sheer strength that yeah. they that they show in their dance is just right, like thunder. whoa. Thunder. <laughs> Belly, no, that, also, I can wow. appreciate it. It's an art form and a
2: sport. Anyway, oh I was. Ballet in general Especially when They do a lot of things That don't Look like it would be that hard But then you Mm -hmm. consider Like especially when you have A man and woman Dancing together And the woman's Uh like On one toe And the guy's holding her up Her entire weight And she's Uh like Spinning around And I don't know yeah. it requires a lot more strength than you would think. Oh yeah, <laughs> and like
0: I would, I would really encourage everybody to watch the George Valentine version that's on Netflix because the, especially the Sugar Plum Fairy, she is so good. Like <laughs> just the sheer amount of control that she shows, like holding your leg up at that angle for one thing is just hard, but holding it up over a sustained period requires a lot of strength. Um, both in your like leg muscles and your core. And she is she does it all on point, like on the tip of her toe, and she is rock solid, like totally steady the whole time. She's so amazing. The other
1: thing that you always use that song for, the Candy Cane song, is for family Christmas movies. Mm-hmm. So it's like, this Christmas, this family's gonna learn the meaning of the holidays.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Everything, every, your announcer voice is so like menacing.
1: <laughs> Someone's going wrong. It's because no, it's because <laughs> it's because of my cold. It's like this December. Oh, this family is gonna learn how to become a family at the holidays.
2: Um. Can I mention something with this piece, though? Yes. Um, So this week, I went to um, a Redux Nutcracker. So a local dance company put on a version that was supposed to be, like, a modernized Nutcracker. Um, And I have a lot of feelings about it, but I don't (laughs) want to diss, like, local dance companies. But this part was really cool um, because... This was... For each of these pieces, they were very much, like, in whatever the culture was. They kind of changed it from, this is a suite, to, like, we're just gonna go to China, and then to Russia, or whatever. But um, for the Russia part, they did this piece, but they faked, like, the music broke, which it didn't, but... um, So they... And they had, like clogs or tap shoes or something on Mm -hmm. so they made the sounds of that song just with their tapping and you like enough that it was recognizable so it was really neat to hear it in that way so no music it was just the tapping that matched the anyway that's great
0: that sounds (laughs) cool all
2: right cool um i'm gonna
0: play a little bit of marzipan um here we go And you get the idea? Ball a, <laughs> a pan. Um so yeah, that one also gets played a decent amount, I think, and things. Anyway, so we talked earlier about Mother Ginger. so let's play Mother Ginger, which is very fun. Mother Ginger also is usually a man on stilts with a ginormous like skirt that he then lifts up and children come out and do a dance. Um, in the George Valentine version, he's like, powdering his face and like fanning himself and like directing the children it's very cute anyway in our version as a company the guy who played the nutcracker was also often mother ginger (laughs) he kind of did everything anyway here's mother ginger
1: Recognizable, I think I don't think that one's nearly as popular as all the other ones.
0: Yeah, I'd say that that's probably true. Yep. yep. Cool. <laughs> all right. Well, let's do waltz of the Flowers because that one is pretty recognizable. I told you (coughs) Probably cut all this out Cut it off there. <laughs> um, yeah, I I want to say that of all of the of all of the pieces in this ballet, that one is probably the one that gets used outside of Christmas movies the most often. Would you guys say
2: that's true? Yeah. Yeah. That's the one I'm always going to put words to now because i have a <laughs> <tamed cartoon. laughs> If you cartoon me now. Anyway, nice. <laughs>
0: Um, this is all
1: about how they're going to get revenge on a mouse queen, but then they got turned into a nutcracker. And then, yep. Oh, no, the princess doesn't like me because I'm ugly. Yeah.
0: All right, cool. The last one I want to play is actually the Sugar Plum Fairy and her Cavalier, the Pas de because Andrew referenced it and talked about how it's all an octave. So we're going to play that.
1: Oh, because of a bet. I love I love composers. <laughs>
0: Yep. So I mean, you can hear what Andrew's talking about there—how it's all an octave. Da, 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 da. Is that a scale? Yeah. Yeah, it's just it's a scale. scale. Yeah. Yeah, he and he made a
1: bet <laughs> with a friend of his that he couldn't um, put that. Yeah. That he could put that into ballet, and he's like, "I'll show you." Yeah. I love composers. <laughs> Which so I actually,
0: like, I actually think that this is one of the most beautiful pieces in the whole
1: ballet i love composers when they're just like oh, i'll show you like uh <laughs> mozart actually wrote a duet um for two violins that you play from the same piece of paper uh-huh. you lay it down flat and uh on a, on a table it's called the tabletop duet and one violin stands on one end of the table and another stands on the other end and they read the music towards each other and it's a perfect duet it's huh. it's fantastic
0: that's
1: amazing i played it a couple times and it's, it's a blast
0: yeah cool Um, yeah and then I mean after that we've got a coda which is kind of where the Cavalier gets to show off his skills by himself Um, and then you have the finale which is basically just everybody comes in and basically takes their bows and then at the end Marie and uh, the Nutcracker Prince kind of go off into the sunset slash in the Valentine version flying
2: slight
1: yeah (laughs) the the grease style yep.
2: Cool. That's where Greece got that. From. We go
1: together like not really
2: know the nonsense words if that's
0: all.
1: No, I know the words. I was just I putting it to the nutcracker.
3: Um
0: but yeah, so anyway, so let's talk a little bit about influence of this ballet. It I mean we've kind of talked about it a little bit already, how like this music shows up in Christmas movies all over the place. There are parts of it that show up outside of Christmas. Um Yeah, any other thoughts, like notable parodies? The one that is coming to my mind right now is um, there's a Disney cartoon version where Mickey's the Nutcracker and Minnie is Clara and John Cleese is the narrator and Scrooge is, or not Scrooge, um, Ludwig Ludwig von Drake Drake. is Drosselmeyer and then Donald Duck is the Mouse King, which is really funny because he's got his duck bill with like like buck teeth.
1: But is it like a Mickey Mouse hat?
0: (laughs) He's wearing a Mickey Mouse hat. Yeah.
1: And he's like, Mickey the Mouse, I mean, the Nutcracker fights against Donald the Duck King, I mean, Mouse King. And John Cleese gets so confused and he gives up halfway through.
0: Yeah, John Cleese also, like, kicks Ludwig von Drake out of the story at one point, which is kind of cute. Because he's like, wait a minute, it is not
1: supposed to dance.
0: <laughs> and then, yeah, in that version, um, Ludwig von Drake is the one who breaks the Nutcracker because he's like, he's not supposed to dance. And then he, like, <laughs> shakes him and it breaks the Nutcracker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Any
1: other notable parodies? I mean, there's been tons of them, like... (laughs) Like, if not parodies, parodies of the music, especially. Yeah. Uh, You may have cut this out, but I mentioned that The Simpsons did a whole episode (laughs) about how they don't have to pay anybody because it's public domain.
3: Yeah.
2: (laughs) I... It, this probably isn't a parody, but I've been re watching the like office, all of the Christmas episodes of it. Mm-hmm. And there is one where Angela hosts a Nutcracker Christmas as oh, the yes. office party. Oh, that's and right. So she <laughs> has like music playing and like, I don't know, Rice Krispies on a wand. <laughs> and right. It's all themed. <laughs> but everybody's so bored by it. Yep.
1: <laughs> is that the one that had the two competing parties? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And
2: then the other one's Margarita Christmas. <laughs> Margarita <laughs> Karaoke right. Christmas.
3: That's
1: right. Oh. Uh, uh,
2: then uh, they end up combining
0: them, and what is it like a Nutcracker, Margarita Christmas or something? Uh, yeah.
2: yeah, Cool. There have been like a lot of film adaptations, but none mm-hmm. that I've actually seen. And I think yes. they've all pretty much bombed. Um, and most
0: notably recently was the recent Nutcracker in the Four Realms.
2: Yes, yeah. Which just looking at it,
0: wasn't
1: it just wasn't it just like Alice in Wonderland? but with a nutcracker. It certainly looked like, that like way. Like the reboot was like, it was <laughs> that like, is what it looks like. Clara, you must unite the four kingdoms of the nutcracker realm or whatever. Uh, and it's like, oh, okay, thanks.
0: Yeah. It looked interesting. For I, that one, I actually kind of wanted to see it. Like, it looked intriguing enough to me that I wanted to see it, but like, it, it, I'm not crushed. In spite not of the fact crushed. that Keira Knightley was in it. I know. In spite of Keira what? Knightley. I she don't hates like Keira her. Knightley.
2: Oh, I don't think she's that great of an actress. shame. <laughs> Um, yeah, my family <laughs> told me it looked good, but there was no substance, and this is my family that doesn't care so much about that, so I was like, oh, for you to be saying that. <laughs> yeah. It just kind of yeah. came a
1: <laughs> without any fanfare, but like you were saying, it looked like it was nothing but fanfare, so. Yeah,
2: yeah it looks like, um, all of the, they have a, Keira Knightley's the Sugar Plum Fairy, and mm-hmm. they've worked in all of the characters from the ballet.
0: Morgan Freeman is also
3: uh, a, um, yeah. yeah.
2: They also have, um, is it 2009 version? The Mm. Nutcracker in 3D, where Elle Fanning, when she was little, played um, Clara. Yeah. I remember that. Or just kidding, her name's Mary in it. But anyway, Hmm. Nutcracker in 3D.
0: Ooh. You can really see those point shoes pointed right at you. You You can see the
1: the beads of sweater coming off the dancers at you. Oh, no.
2: there was a time where Aww. that was such a like spy kids in 3d like yeah. everything was marketed as 3d shark yeah. Knight in 3d <laughs> oh yeah boy glad cool. we kind of gotten out of that face yeah. anyway anyway
0: <laughs> yeah well I think I think we're gonna wrap it up here but like well, recommendation sorry what
1: what I was gonna say the uh, Home Alone video game oh from, yeah uh, the Super Nintendo. Has a lot of 8-bit and 16-bit, or I guess it's 16-bit, uh, music versions of the Nutcracker. Uh, and, like, you run around as Kevin, like, with a water pistol, <laughs> shooting the bad guys. It's it's uh, not worth the Nutcracker soundtrack. You can find it anywhere else. Yeah.
0: Recommendations. Do you guys
2: recommend this to people? Yeah.
1: And so what version? <laughs>
2: I really do think the Nutcracker Prince is cute. And you can watch it on YouTube if you have kids. Like, I think it's an easy way to ease them into this story. I forgot to talk about the Barbie Nutcracker. Oh
0: my gosh. Which actually is good. (laughs)
2: Like,
3: how did you forget?
0: (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) But the Barbie Nutcracker. Yeah, no, okay. So, my sister, my youngest sister is 12 years younger than me. So, when I was in high school, she was like, a little kid, yeah. And so my mom bought her the Barbie Nutcracker, and I remember watching it, kind of being like, "Hey, this is actually good. I like this." <laughs> like as a high schooler,
2: <laughs> so those, those yeah. Barbie movies weren't weren't too bad. They yeah. Some of them some of them were bad. A one too. There was another yeah. one that I was babysitting. I'm like, this is watchable. Yeah. <laughs> Which is the best thing you can <laughs> say as a teenager watching Barbie. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so. Yeah, uh, um, yeah, some of them were, they were hit and miss. Most of them were hits or near hits. Yep. Yeah. Some were misses. Um, so but Barbie Nutcracker to, was fine, yeah. Walked into yeah. a
1: cuckoo clock. We're, we're talking about, like, Barbie being, like, near <laughs> hits all the time. Good gravy. What have we done? Good gravy. <laughs>
2: um, okay. I... I mean, I'm definitely planning on seeing this live next year because yeah. I think it's going to make a huge difference. Actually, seeing the dancers and hearing
1: think, the music in person. I think that's my recommendation. So, if you're going to go see it, see it live. From yeah. An, yeah. Like, like the Macaulay Culkin one is fine. Yeah. Like it's it is very impressive. They mm-hmm. they're obviously like there's a lot of production value to it and all that yeah. kind of stuff. But if you're going to see it, go see it live uh, from like a local ballet troupe. I think. Um, or,
0: my 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 caveat there is Support your local <laughs> arts people. Yes. Do you support your local arts? But like as somebody who was in a local company's rendition, like eh. <laughs> I mean, support your local arts.
1: You know they're bad. That's why you're supposed <laughs> to support them.
0: Well, okay, here's here's my recommendation with the Nutcracker is um like the music is great. Um going to see it or seeing the George Ballantyne version on Netflix, like if you're if you are seeing it because you appreciate dance. Like, you're probably better off, for the most part, seeing the Netflix version, unless you live in a larger city that has, like, a quality ballet company. And then go see it live. Um, what's interesting about seeing it live is that, like I had mentioned earlier, every company interprets it slightly differently. So, mm-hmm. And even one company could interpret interpret it differently from year to year. So it's worth like going to see it live and going to see it multiple times, not just once. Um, but if you are the type of person who like maybe classical music isn't your thing, maybe like dance isn't really your thing, you might want to skip it, or at least like if you want to watch it, watch the Netflix version. Which is, um, kind, of, which is
1: kind of me. I you know I I played classical music for a long time. Yeah. I'm Really into it, but dance is just the one medium that I just I, I could never quite latch onto yeah i I just can't really get into it
0: and for me like i really appreciate dance like it's i used to dance obviously um and so like watching it especially from a quality company you can really appreciate the artistry and the the sheer like um like strength and control that it takes um but like i have a background in dance so it makes sense for me it doesn't make sense for everybody so, yeah.
2: I, and I think, like, if you're taking kids to it or you don't know a lot about the Nutcracker, mm-hmm. but you do now because you've listened to this. Um, I would say, like, watching the narrated version on Netflix or something before mm. because there's no words explaining yeah. it. So if you're young, I don't know that kids are always going to pick up on exactly what's happening. Yeah. There's not a whole lot of plot beyond the Mouse King yeah. dying, but I would certainly... it can
0: be helpful. I would certainly discourage you if you have young children who are going to see a live version with yeah. your young children. Um, it's long. Yeah. <laughs> it's, maybe like, it's long and they will yeah. not. Maybe like
1: 7 seven
0: or 8. I would That's say probably... maybe even older. It depends on your kid, obviously, yeah. but like I would say 10 or older. But like but like I say, like I had a background in dance as a kid and I liked classical music, so for me, going to see it at 8 made yeah. more sense. But yeah. Cool. Well, great. well, Andrew, where can people find you?
1: Uh. Pop Pop Culture PD on Twitter Pop Pop Culture on Facebook And PopPopCulturePod at gmail.com
0: Great And as Mm -hmm. for us you can always find us on Twitter At PC Footnotes You can find us on Facebook at Pop Culture Footnotes If you are listening on iTunes or any of the other media Where we are available um, Check out our website PopCulture-Footnotes.com And if you have ideas for things you want to hear us talk about on the show Or if you want to be a guest on our show Please email us PopCultureFootnotes at gmail.com
2: and wherever you listen, leaving a review is always nice. Yes. Genevieve, from one of our guests, left one recently, and yeah. I know that she had been listening before she came on the mm-hmm. show. And so, anyway, we really appreciate that kind of thing. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> yep. And um, from all of us at Pop Culture Footnotes, we wish you all happy holidays. Um, we will be back next week with, uh, I think, an end of year recap. I believe
2: that's the case. Yep. Do you want me to <laughs> double check it? That would Wait, be Wait. Stall. Stall. <laughs> stall. <laughs> No, we're coming back with Remake first. That's right. hey, Three the weeks in a row of me, know, baby. <laughs> that's
1: yeah. so much yeah. <laughs> It's Yeah.
2: Never a bad thing.
0: Get, get
1: used to it, suckers.
2: <laughs> um, yeah, and then an ended of year recap after that.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, lots of Woo. good things. Um, but, yeah, that's going to be it for us this week. So, happy holidays and see you next time. Bye.